0: A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams.
1: Welcome to the Small Machine Talks. Exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond. With Amanda Earle.
0: And A.M. Kozak. Hello everyone and welcome to the Small Machine Talks, episode 55. I'm Amanda Earle.
1: I am A.M. Kozak,
0: and we are with Dessa Bayrock. Welcome, Dessa. So we're, today we are actually interviewing Dessa about uh, her press, Post Coast Press, and Aaron will now read her bio.
1: Dessa Bayrock lives in Ottawa with two cats and a variety of succulents, one of which occasionally blooms. She used to fold and unfold paper for a living at Library and Archives Canada, and is currently a PhD student in English, where she continues to fold and unfold paper. Her work has appeared in Funicular, Prism, and Poetry is Dead, among others, and her work was recently shortlisted for the Metatron Prize for Rising Authors. She is the editor of Post Ghost Press. You can find her, or at least more about her, at desabayrock.com or on Twitter at YoDessa.
0: Welcome, Dessa. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. It's good. So yeah, so uh, aside from we talk, we were talking earlier about the word funicular, but we'll save that for uh, you know the uh, secret recordings later. And, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, we have a number of questions for Dessa about post Ghost press mostly and also a little bit about her own mm-hmm. writing. So we will jump right in and Aaron has the first question. I do have the
1: first question. Uh, we'll start off pretty uh, broad and basic. When did you start post ghost press and why?
2: Well, I think it was the summer of 2018, uh, July or August. I should probably look it up and know for sure so I can celebrate some kind of anniversary at oh, yeah, some it's, point. It's hard
0: to remember dates for things.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm trying to remember because I started, I opened a Patreon and then published my first little mini chap after that. So I can't remember which came first or when they were, but one was in July and one was August, I think. But uh, I was inspired. I was in a bookstore in Calgary called Shelf Life Books. I don't know if you've been there, oh,
1: yeah. but it's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk to the people that manage it before.
2: Oh, yeah. I bet they uh, carried
0: your anthology.
1: They, that's, that's how I know That's I why you have that yeah.
0: connection. It's like, why yeah. are you talking to people who manage
1: it? <laughs> For that one reason. Aren't
0: they supposed to be seen and not heard?
2: Just, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, they're lovely. It's a lovely oh, little okay. shop. And I, the I first them. time I wandered in, I was just overblown by how great it was and how it was exactly if I were to own a bookstore, everything that I would want in a bookstore. So Mm -hmm. lots of weird science fiction and speculative fiction. And also they had this beautiful shelf of little zines. And I bought a couple and one was just the perfect size to carry in my pocket. So I did. I carried it in my pocket for like a week and a half Mm -hmm. and I would just like pull it out and reread it. And it was so interesting to me to have poetry with me at all times and to experience it in different contexts Mm -hmm. And to think about it, you know, several times a day sort of a thing. Hmm. Um, And so that really stuck with me. This was probably in 2015 or 2016. And I decided I wanted to try doing something similar. So I started Post Ghost Press, which uses the same exact same format as the little zine I carried in my pocket. Oh, nice. Um, Although we do full color. The one that I had was just black and white. Um, Yeah. And that's sort of taken off from there. So around five years or so ago-ish. That's when the seeds were planted. Yeah. yeah. It was, okay. It took a while to, what's the word for seeds that come to life? Bloom. Well, that's that's a little later down the line, I think. Is it? Germany. <laughs>
0: Germinate? Thank you. That's what I'm looking
2: for. Cultivate? Yes. I Cultivate. thought it was the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this we, brings us back to the funicular
0: versus yeah. gondola okay, discussion. We need a dictionary <laughs> on hand at all times. There are dictionaries here, but they are not right in front of me, so I won't uh, get them out to them. And so... Um, and yeah, so the why I guess you you answered just the idea of um, the carrying having things or like chap chapbooks and zines in your pocket and mm-hmm. different context and things like that.
2: Yeah, it's just something that's really yeah. portable. I really love the idea of mailing them to people, mailing a physical object. Um, I love the idea of just having it. That's something that's pocket-sized, both you know physically and also. Um, metaphorically I guess where it's just a very small snippet of a work it's not yeah. a, it's not a chapbook really it's not a full book at all but it's it's something that is sort of bite-sized that you yeah. can experience as a bite-sized thing
1: I like the idea of a something that fits in your pocket because often I'll put books in my pocket that are not meant to be in your pocket that's mm-hmm. true yeah yeah and, <laughs> and they'll and just like all the... just like fold them in weird ways and like that's it. ruin them
0: and women uh, aren't allowed to have pockets so no. you know we have to improvise and find ways to have pockets sometimes
1: it's... I saw a thing about Pocket, a really long, like, twenty-minute Vox thing on pockets, somewhat recently. It was very interesting, but we'll cool. get into <laughs> it. <laughs> maybe we'll,
0: we'll maybe we'll put the link up. Which I, I always promise links, but half the time I never remember to do it, so that's fine. So, do you run Post Ghost Press alone, or are there others involved? Uh, I would say I'm the main.
2: I'm. It's basically a one-act yeah. show. It's mostly ninety-five percent me. I do have sort of a network of people that I will call upon if the need arises so i've had friends who come over and will fold zines with me oh or, nice that's good you know sometimes if i have a short list after submissions period yeah. and i'm way too close to these poems to pick You'll which have ones are some working help with so that. i'll send you know eight or ten Ooh. poems off to someone and be like which ones are your favorite
0: that's a good idea and who who uh, is there any like you mentioned names or are you are they anonymous or ghosts or ghosts? <laughs> all <laughs> kinds of ghosts uh yeah. Daniel mckearnan's been a real big help to me um
2: both personally as a writer and okay. in running this press and supporting that. She's wonderful. I'm trying to think of who else I've sent I don't
0: think poems I know Danielle. to.
2: She's an introvert, I would say, um, in the in the poetry scene. We used to go to um, Sawdust
0: together. Oh, okay. well, I've mean, probably seen her then. I just don't necessarily mm-hmm. remember. I mean, sometimes names, at this stage, names are starting to disappear for me anyway. So yeah, exactly. faces are next. Didn't
1: then. she move to BC?
0: She did. Yeah, she's in Vancouver now.
1: I believe that I did a master's with her and you also did a master's with her.
0: Yeah. So we yeah. have that. There's a little Venn diagram. Yeah. There you go. Love it. We have, you like Venn diagrams. Apparently. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> no, I feel like we should have a Venn diagram chapbook or something. Ooh. Or well, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Venzine. Absolutely.
2: I actually, I think one of the books that's books, I put that in the yeah, uh One of the uh, that's chaps that's coming out. Uh, in the spring with us will be with us with me will be uh it's a venn diagram visual poem which is very exciting it's the first time we've done visual poetry so great that's exciting exciting. yeah who's uh, we say that where you want to don't remember the name (laughs) i know it's terrible i went through submissions in november oh yeah no it's hard with names i always read them anonymously too and then i have to search my inbox to find out who wrote this poem which you know if it's visual poetry you can't search that in gmail so
0: Keep no, that that's true. <laughs> With bywords, what happens too is as is, is people often think that I, like I, I know, like they sort of know who I am because of bywords, but I don't know, even if we publish mm. them, sometimes I don't even remember that we, like, you know, I, I don't necessarily remember their name. Mm -hmm. like unless it's like in the last like minute or something yeah the last couple issues sometimes and unless we publish them multiple times or something like who's this guy sitting over here who is this (laughs) i don't know who that is no i'm just kidding
1: just to go back to the pockets yeah Um, he's really on this pocket um so you said you liked having poetry always with you in different contexts i'm interested in the idea of the sort of physical object the ephemeral Poem that you're carrying with you versus like a poem you could have digitally on a, any sort of device that you're mm-hmm. also carrying with you. What do you think for you? The difference is then between like just being able to pull up any poem on your phone and being able to carry around that sort of physical manifestation, that object.
2: That's such a dangerous question to ask a PhD in English. I have so many thoughts. Well, on you'll this. have three about three minutes. <laughs> then, <laughs> three we'll minutes then we'll cut you
0: off. <laughs> then we'll start singing tunelessly, and you'll want us to stop. No.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, well. I, I, I mean
2: physical forms too are uh subject to rumination or change or disruption, but I think digital also too, we don't think about that as much, so mm. you know i've I've read poems online that I've loved, and sometimes I remember to save them, and sometimes I don't, and then you know how can't find it again or, or the site the, the site the stops, site's gone yeah. down it's taken or... over by a
0: porn site, you know exactly happens. It happens a lot, I actually it does <laughs> embarrassingly. <laughs>
1: Never encountered that. I I do not believe you. Really?
0: You've never encountered where you've gotten some weird sites you've.
1: I've never gone to try to find a poem and found a porn site.
2: I, this literally happened to me last month. I went to an old literary magazine that I had, they had published a poem of mine and I was looking for another one that was in the same issue and I went to their website and it was Hot Singles in Your Area. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 So not
0: even quite porn, but porn adjacent.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah,
2: I don't
0: know. Whatever. It has. I, you usually click off so quickly. It's hard to you just see. I just see bodies and I'm like, no, this mm-hmm. is not what I'm looking for.
1: I don't um, want to let Dessa off the hook of this question.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you
1: were saying that there, mm-hmm. the, in, the digital version is also ephemeral. Yes. But they sort of like bringing it with you and having it in a different context. Mm-hmm. What's different about that from the zine versus the phone?
2: Well, I think if you look at a poem online on your phone, the context is the phone. You uh-huh. know, I don't know that I, if I'm looking at my phone, I'm in the phone. I'm not really paying attention to what's going phone. around. I am of the phone. <laughs>
0: really, you are the phone. No, Whereas just... if
2: I have a book, I'm, you know, I just came from a coffee shop where I was sitting for 45 minutes before this and, nice. and having a little bit of a read and you pay more attention to the things that are around you. And it's, huh. you know well, obviously a different tactile
0: physical experience. If you want to experience, it, you could you could borrow any of the little post post right. press chapbooks I have on the.
1: So it's like the the physical thing. you have a different psychological space on it almost. Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: there's definitely a sense of you know nostalgia to it a bit as well, or an older sense of the literary. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's more you more clearly see, especially with our style of chapbooks, which are largely collaged. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you you see more of the labor that goes into it than right. you do on a website.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into. I'm sure we have a few questions about the design of the chapter, yeah, we too, which have you like, also do. We'll, yeah, we'll get number into. five. Is... I uh, it reminds <laughs> me. I saw a T-shirt when I was visiting Iceland a few years ago that said, "I love my phone because all my friends live inside of it." And I thought that was really funny.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love having a phone. I mean, I have. Well, I mean, Danielle lives across the country. I have other friends that live across the country because I'm from BC. So it's invaluable to me to stay connected to those people and to, you know, I I don't want to. I definitely don't want to knock digital only no. literary. Like Endeavors. Bywords, <laughs> yeah, no. Well, right. for the
0: last seven years, it used to be also a journal as well. Yeah, we had a print for ten years. Oh, I didn't know that. words Quarterly Journal. I could show you later. Please have, do. Yeah, ten. We have ten years of the magazine. so Amazing. And before that, before uh, Charles and I ran Bywords, it was a monthly magazine that was around for eleven years. You could just pick up for free around town. I love that. Place.
1: Yeah. So, what inspired the name? post ghost for the press
2: uh I was writing a lot of ghost poems um oh. at the time what does I do As does? <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't uh, I still write a lot of ghost poems to be honest oh. with you it's it's I don't know I could even link it back to what we we're saying about uh, the phone and having people with you all the time it's it's presence and its absence that are sort of mixed together and hmm. I find that really interesting about ghosts so I was pretty sure that I wanted ghost to be in the title um I was playing around with the... At the same time, I wanted to do a like tongue-in-cheek chapbook, and the title was going to be Who Ghost Here? <laughs> <laughs> or Who Ghost There? Um, but people talked me out of it for whatever reason. Um, Darn. I but had... yeah, I was, I was just fooling around with words to put it with. And I knew that the physicality and, and mailing these things to people was going to be really important to me. So putting post in the title seemed to fit. And then I thought... You know, what comes after the ghost? Ooh, deep questions.
1: <laughs> is there? Is it always like when you're thinking of the word ghost, we're always thinking about it like a phantom or like the idea of ghosting, which is very common now. And there's some overlap, I think, between mm. those two conceptions. But was it more like the historical use of the word ghost?
2: Yeah, more of the traditional ghost. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I uh, Well, that's my bias. I used to work at library and archives. And I had a really strange incident. Um, I, the project I was working on was the... Canadian Expeditionary Forces digitization project,
3: mm-hmm. which
2: meant I was unfolding these papers to be scanned, and they were these uh, soldier files, their personnel files from World War One. And so I would sk- unfold and sort these files, ninety to hundred of them a day, and just seeing these lives pass through my hands mm. was mm.
0: The, the ghosts. They were ghosts. It's yeah.
2: it was a lot. It was very heavy. It was very cool, but it was it was a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you'd see file folders that are two sheets thick and it's because they were sent over and then they were sent back in a coffin. Mm. Or you'd see file folders that were giant and it was, okay, so you got injured, you were sent home, you recuperated, you were sent back, you were injured, you recuperated. And just trying to piece together these journeys of these people's lives. It's just a lot. So that was part of it too. But I had a moment. um, I was about six months into my contract and I woke up in the middle of the night and I had, it was sleep paralysis. I couldn't move. And I just absolutely knew that there was a ghost of a World War One soldier standing at the foot of my bed, and I couldn't move. And I didn't know what they wanted, and I didn't know if it was real or if it was fake. And I still don't know. Um, but that really shook me, and that stood with mm-hmm. me for a long, long time. Wow. So, I think about that a lot. When, and <laughs> that
0: was why you were still working at. While well, well, I was yeah. still working there, yeah. Yeah, that's that's scary, but kind of interesting too, in a way, like you, because you were. You had responsibility for you in a way. You had their lives in your hands, in a mm-hmm. way or their afterlives even because you you know their memories in your hands, right? So
2: yeah, ah, it's a responsibility. Yeah. And the, the point of the project was that people were accessing these records for genealogical sure, purposes, usually sure. or historical purposes. So it's really important. Yeah, important work. But we the idea was that we would be the last people to physically handle them. They would go mm. back in storage, and the digital versions would live online, and mm. that would be that. So it's well, you know felt very strange and very I don't know there was a weight of responsibility there that yeah I can see that didn't necessarily acknowledge
0: yeah it kind of links with the idea of a post ghost too doesn't it yeah the memory is kind of that in a way absolutely
1: yeah, yeah. have you thought of scanning the last post ghost editions of each chapbook you have and then I don't know storing it somewhere like you were doing with those archives
2: yeah, I it's on it's on the docket. I would really yeah. love, especially for the ones that have sold out, that we're not going to reprint. Yeah, yeah. I do want to make digital versions of them, and I haven't mm-hmm. figured out how what that's going to look like, or if they would be free online, or if they would be yeah, you know, like a dollar for the PDF or whatever. And
0: yeah, and it depends on what the person like initially, you know, what you agreed to and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? Sometimes I like I don't mind. With me I, I I don't mind having my stuff online if it was if it was in print, but sometimes I wish that they would like let me know they were gonna do it. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Like it's uh, like I didn't know I was gonna have this chat Well
1: no, it's it's true because with like you know, when you're searched now, like mm-hmm. you can search you could search for people and something that they wrote, you know, ten years ago oh, might yeah? pop up was one of the first things and if they weren't like aware that was happening that might not be so yeah i (laughs) I sometimes said to people
0: i found this online they say it's online yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah.
3: i mean
2: and i put it in all of my we don't do formal contracts but i have a little spiel that i email to people when i accept them and it's you know we may put it online in the future yeah. and if that happens we'll
0: let you know. That's it. That's You'll that's have something like full that. control over it. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. I think one time I had when I was writing um, erotica and you know you just sign the contracts you pretty much don't really I you know like it's that bad practice. <laughs> don't do this at home. But there was a time where you know I maybe I was a little carefree about reading the contracts, and I, I had this one story published in an anthology and then I don't know a couple of years later I when I I, I Googled myself as one does. <laughs> um, I found this story was in an audio, like in an audio, the audio anthology. And the voice was like a computer voice that read it. Oh, oh, weird. Imagine reading like <laughs> a graphically explicit story and he, like, like you know, it's a story and it, it's, it's like in this computer voice. It was really terrible. Like it made it the story sound awful to me.
2: That's so strange. So I really
0: didn't like that. But it turned out the contract I had signed had, had let them do, I mean, that was a standard contract, right. even, you know, and that's what you did. So... <laughs> Now I just don't go there, <laughs> and I never, I never promoted that. Sorry, publisher, but I never promoted that audiobook. Yeah, because they didn't, and that, I think that's the downfall. If someone, um, if someone, if a publisher doesn't get the author's explicit permission for these things, mm-hmm. you know, express I'm not permission for these things, then uh, the author won't help to promote it hmm you know, so well especially if, if not, they don't know about if they're it. not comfortable yeah. about it or they don't know so yeah so i think it's best to yeah so that's good yeah, yeah. it's just
2: easier if everyone's on the same page
0: yes yeah literally and digitally <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay,
2: okay. the <laughs> so, look on faces i like i like the
0: puns everyone knows okay what types of work do you publish
2: uh mostly poetry i've been doing poetry lately i i've been very slowly working on some short stories <laughs> But it's harder to find time to set aside for short stories. I feel like I have to spend more time with them and yeah. get more deeply into them, whereas I can work on a poem for you know, 20 minutes or half an hour and put it away. And I think the process actually benefits from that versus with a short story. It'll take me 20 minutes to get my grounding and where I was when I left off and then Another 20 yeah, minutes to sort of I mean, find my groove. And... ghost, but. Oh, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, still mostly poetry. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Same answer. <laughs>
0: Same answer. Just take that answer and copy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, we've done a little bit of creative nonfiction, which yeah. I would love to do more of. I would love to do sort of flash
0: essays or flash yeah. fiction. Mike, we had a. Um, for Devil House, which is the Angel House Press imprint for yes. prose, right? uh, we had a, um, a woman, um, Misty Rainwater Lights, and she did uh, a creative nonfiction flash yeah so that is cool i don't know if I, I may have even sold you one of those i don't know i've sold some of those at the small press fair but yeah so um i thought she invented that form because i haven't seen it around but that would that's a nice it's idea cool it's Creative really non-fiction. cool i'll get it out for you so you can see it later please do yeah, yeah.
2: no mm-hmm. i would i would love to do more of that but it's hard because the limit is is sort of 700 words is the hard max for a book yeah, yeah, which in in is that. so
0: small mm-hmm.
2: but um yeah there's a couple pieces i'm working with some writers on yeah. to hopefully get into
1: a shape that
0: can work, yeah, and flash fiction. I mean, they used to call it flash fiction. I don't know if they call it that now. Do they still call it that? I think so.
1: Some people do. Yeah, what know.
0: do you do? You have an another name? I called, mean, a cool internet I, name. I
1: don't have a less cool <laughs> name. It's like uh, flash non fiction to me sounds just like an article.
0: But it flashes little, like a little thing.
1: I know, but it's like an article could be like five hundred words or a blog post. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so just like article, an article sized.
0: Article is that seems short. I told you it was
1: the less cool <laughs> or not a more cool version. But I think of like if I'm reading something on online or an article or a blog post, it usually takes me about four minutes, five minutes to read. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: Way. Yeah, I like. But I like. Uh, I like the uh, the short format for for fiction and nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Just little bites. I think that's a good. Um, someone here who writes who writes a lot of uh, nice uh, short uh, fiction like that is Rob McClennan. Yes. His book, The Uncertainty Principle, is is an example. I of have that. it on my shelf. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, and of course, you published a uh, poetry. Did you publish a poetry chapter? Yes, you did. Yes. Yes. I don't have that one ever. That's right. Okay. Yes. All right.
1: Um, speaking of genres and types of work, etc. Can you tell us about the format of the publications and why you chose it?
2: Uh well, I think like I said before, yeah. I really wanted something that was pocket-sized that right. could be carried very easily but also something that could be mailed very easily because I knew that
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, if you're selling things and shipping them it can be shipping can be yeah. expensive. Yeah, that's very true. So I was, you know, anything that can fit under that eighty cent stamp range, yeah. <laughs> exactly, is what I wanted to do. And so we've, I've branched out a little bit, and like the poetry socks we were talking about earlier, and uh, there's some getting more into sticker broadsides which i, I love really that like. idea yeah yeah we yeah. talk about that yes it's, it's slow to take off people aren't quite convinced yet but i like at the small press to. fair people love
0: them yeah but online they just don't sell well, i guess in person you them. can feel you can sort of see it so you're yeah. getting more understanding of what what it means so i'm gonna
1: guess it's just like a Poem, but on a sticker, like yeah. a very short poem. Probably,
0: mm-hmm. but you can stick them places, right? So exactly, it's kinda
2: neat. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was just thinking the other day that I wanted to start like an ambassador program where it's mm-hmm. like, what city do you live in? I will send you ten stickers. Just put them up, yeah, in public yeah. places. More oh, people can so, read yeah.
0: these poems. Warren Fulton, uh, who lives in BC now, but he used to be living. He grew up in Ottawa. He used to have um, something which was cool, where he did photo booth
3: uh, mm. um,
0: poems. And what he did, you sent him your photo booth pictures, and then he he put uh, the, with the poem, and then he would put them on like poles all over Vancouver. Like he would put them all over and poster. You, so you'd be yeah. your face would be there.
3: <laughs>
1: like, well, it, it kind of reminds me of the stickers thing. Kind of reminds me of this like graffiti art or doing tags mm-hmm. places right you could you could depending on how you feel about like you know putting things on public spaces um I feel you know very
0: good about it. <laughs> I feel really good about it I I feel really good about it. I even I even write about little... the
1: environment dessa
3: <laughs>
0: well but i mean what about the Quote environment it. with all the billboards that are all that are trying yeah. propaganda like at least you have something to counteract that a little bit
1: right sure yeah
2: i
0: like putting it in bathroom stalls i mean you're
2: there for a while yeah. anyway you have yeah. something to Yeah. Make. bathroom
1: stalls actually a very good place for a sticker poem i think and they Absolutely. already have a bunch
0: of oh. stupid ads all oh my wrong. god so yes something else would be good mm-hmm yeah, sounds it's good. Sort to of me. a captive audience,
1: anyway. <laughs> True. Uh, okay. I'm done with that question, man. <laughs> he, he checked
0: that off with a pencil. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, and what about the? Uh, oh yeah, I think we talked about the micro chapbooks in the pockets. Yeah. Okay, was good. Okay. So, can you describe the work that goes into creating the finished chapbooks? uh yeah.
2: It's really it's really meditative. Medi- meditative meditative. Um. I love doing it. I am not terribly artistic, um, which I'm sure some people would argue, but I I can cut and I can paste and I can put things together that I like. And it's, uh, especially with the small poems, Mm -hmm. um, the quarterly zine that I do, it's, you know, uh, it used to be six poems and now we've moved to just three. So there's more space for them to breathe a little bit and you can see more of the background. Um, Yeah, it's just fun to put together different textures in, in designs and Things that don't necessarily come to mind immediately if you were to look at them. So,
0: Are you a, a glue and paste? Uh, are you doing that Absolutely. kind of collage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you, what was I was going to ask you about oh, something to do with that. Uh, how do you choose your backgrounds? Like, what's.
2: I sometimes will have an idea of what I want it to look like. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of a mix of. Um, old magazines. I have some old science textbooks ah. that I've found in my laundry room community bookshelf, which have now found a new life in many of the chapbooks that we've published. <laughs> I also have a stack of um, National Geographics from the 70s and 80s that are on my dining room table that my partner's not super thrilled about, but that's just how it goes. <laughs> um, and I pull from uh, free stock image sites if there's something specific that I want to yeah. do. Yeah. So Fun, sometimes I'll have a central image in mind. I try now when I'm picking submissions to pick something that has a strong,
0: that I already have a strong idea about how I want to lay it out. Yeah, you can you can sort of tell when you're reading how this goes, but that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense actually. That's a good, that's a good. Uh... And that's one of the sad
2: things, too, when I'm going through submissions because I might find a poem that I really, really love. But it doesn't go with the, with what you But I can't think of what yeah. it would look like on the
0: page. Yeah, no. I had yeah. an experience where um, it was really lovely. I, I, a chapbook I, I had published through Inwards, which was called First Walks of the Year. And the editors were Sunita Fejcik and uh, Jenny Greenberg. Mm. And then they, um, it, because it was b- about sort of walking in cafes and stuff like that. So, it was, so they decided that, um, they asked me, we talked together about it, but, uh, to do a map. And then they 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 uh, worked with uh, an, uh, an artist to draw some of the uh, some of the images from the from the work. And it, except for I wrote the chapbook first, so if I if I kind of known, I would have maybe skewed it more to more visuals. Right. Like I, there were a few in there. Like, I particularly standing out It was a woman I saw at the. Um, at I think Che Lucien drinking a glass of Chardonnay and she mm. was in, the, she's in the, in the, and you, there's a pic, there's a drawing of her in the illustration of her in the, in the little map. I love that. Yeah. So, so yeah, you have to, sometimes it's hard to, as a writer, some of us don't, some of our work isn't necessarily all that visual, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us are more introspective too. So yeah, that's a good point. It's interesting.
1: Do you end up playing with the layout then a lot when you get submissions?
0: Yes. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I, it's, I usually try to block out an evening or a couple of evenings to just Mm. sit with it and sort of I'll cut out elements that I think I might want to include and play with them on the page and move them around and see what sticks. And sometimes I'll have, you know, a group of elements together in one corner for a long time, and then at the last minute realize, oh, that's not quite working, and
0: I'll take that out, and I'll put mm. something else in, and... Do you work with a poet on that part, too, or, or do you just sort of... It's all they... me. So, but I mean, like, yeah. as far as, a, do they see a PDF proof or something, or... Yes, you, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I have started asking writers now, because it makes my job easier, Yeah. You know, is there any anything in particular that you, you envision for this yeah. poem as, yeah. as it's laid out, or anything that you specifically don't? So I had one poet who said I don't want any human figures involved mm. in the layout and I was like cool I don't think I would have put them in yeah, but, yeah. but it's now I know, know what your boundaries are and I'll I can respect
0: that I never want to see any of my work done in aerial font I'm sorry it's gross, <laughs> it's, gross. it's I just complained about it recently for I'm, someone's chapel. I'm
1: okay with Ariel. I think I like Ariel fine. Well, there you go. Yeah.
0: I no longer like you anymore. There you go. These <laughs> times, to the
1: Roman and Calibri.
0: Well, I don't like those either much. But I, I just Ariel is so straight up and down, mm. and like there's no give there at all. It's a so very you're using the government. Well, there you go. That explains a lot. <laughs> there you go. Government. Whoever's doing your design. I just have a tut 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 to say to you. That's
2: but awesome. yes, to circle back, um, I send. I do send proofs to yeah. my oh, good. writers good. Yeah. Um, Just because y- usually they don't have anything to say about it other than like, looks great. But there have been a couple of yeah. times where I've missed a line or I've missed sure, a word or they've good. said, actually, I would like to edit this to be a little different, but they've never, I've never had someone come back and say, I actually hate this layout. Can you do
0: something different? Yeah. Which yeah. I hope I think I... it would just be a nice thing actually to have someone engage with your work and mm-hmm. to lay it out on a page and to treat it carefully. And, you know, uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I hope it's a cool experience. It to, seems like, like it. So oh, I love the it. ones I have, the people that I have. Yeah. I'm glad. I should take them out for more walks. <laughs> they <laughs> would like that. Yes.
1: Speaking <laughs> of walking poetry, <laughs> you've published poetry on socks and also made stickers, as we talked about earlier. What appeals to you about using media other than paper for the press?
2: Uh, well, I think this it really comes down to the foundational idea behind the press, which is is seeing poetry in surprising places. Um, which could be your pocket, but also...
0: On your feet. On (laughs) On people's
2: feet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or, you know, the sticker idea of, like, Mm -hmm. sort of a spin on graffiti. I I just... Yeah, the unofficial slash official mantra for the press has become put poems everywhere, where I just think that we don't... People who don't seek out poetry don't interact with poetry. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. just generally what happens. And I would like to surprise at least one person with this press project who sees a poem somewhere... Or might think that they don't like poetry, and it's just like, huh,
0: and have that stick with them for a little while. Admission, it's like the poetry ambassador idea, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Have you thought about designing pocket poems, like pocket letter poems?
0: I would
2: design anything on anything.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: you know, it's we need these collaborations where we're working with people who are good at sewing, mm-hmm. people who are artists, and, well, artists, people who are good at sewing are also artists, but I mean, you know, like all kinds of different art forms and writing. Like We need more of those collaborations, I think.
2: Yeah, I've been working with a friend of mine, Cassie Young, who's yes, been at the yeah. Small Press Fair. I have fair. her
0: flowers. Yeah, their artwork is yeah.
2: beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. And so mm-hmm. we're we've had some collaborations in the yeah. works, hopefully to do some Cassie Young art stuff in the future, and putting that in stickers and maybe more clothing or maybe something else. And I'm also working with um, my friend and fellow poet Katie Stobert, who's in uh, BC as well. Um, and we're really really hoping to do something. That's cross fingers. Um, tarot related oh good to do good. like a poetry tarot deck but it wouldn't yeah. do you know the, about the blood orange tarot yes yeah so beautiful great. project so great
0: yeah it would be a little different than from that yeah they're, um, uh, they're making uh, i think a uh, tarot t- two tarot or at least one tarot deck maybe more i'm not sure yeah at least but yeah that, that's a that's a, uh, there's something there is a lot of interesting connection between tarot and a lot of um writers and stuff too these days more and more I think, absolutely probably back in a long time ago
2: too so it'd be similar to tarot in that it would have. I think there are sort of four houses, is what Katie calls them, and they have different suits. And uh, but it would be sort of a cross between uh, a fortune telling device and a, you know, a writing prompt device and a storytelling device. Yeah, just a mechanism of laying the cards
0: out and seeing what happens. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I was. I talked about this in an interview I did for uh, Blood Orange. Um, uh, I did, um, when I was starting to work on a novel, which I haven't been really working on, but anyway, a couple of years ago, I one of the things I did is I was in Toronto and I, I uh, did a tarot uh, card reading with Liz Worth, who is a writer, but she mm. also does tarot and astrology. And, and that was really good. And she does, she'll do things like she'll do astrology for your characters. Cool. Yeah. Wouldn't that be helpful? I think that would be great. Right? Absolutely. Be so great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Another friend of the press, Jake Archer in Montreal, they have talked about this at length. I think that's something that they do in their writing process. Yeah. Um and yeah, they have a, a little chap forthcoming with us as well. But yeah. that's something that they always do with all of their characters. They're primarily a playwright and they know all of their characters' signs and sun, rising, moon, and their it's placements way of and figuring it out, right? Yeah, figuring absolutely. Your character
0: <laughs> development. And the, even the the history of sort of working with these different um types of um oracular is that a word oracle based yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean it's it's got a long history like I think of um, uh, writers who were long dead like say in the 50s working with the I Ching and things like that mm. sort of like I said random operations thing you know, yeah. chance operations so yeah it's it's got a lot of interesting interesting things yeah anything else for that question or you've, you've
1: <laughs> I checked, had kicked, it, it, he but it that it, one but it's I had a thought but it's it's disintegrated. All
3: right, there you go. It'll I'm, come back.
1: It, well, it might. Um, I think you're next, Amanda.
0: I'm next, unless there's someone else. Unless you want to ask any questions at this point. We usually save that till the end. But, you know, any time, jump in. I don't okay. think we've
1: ever asked someone to ask us a question.
0: <laughs> I meant, like, make any comments. Other oh, I than, see. <laughs> you're right. We've never asked. But sometimes people have asked so, us yeah, questions. Some people
1: have, people have asked questions. And we're, us we're questions. taken aback we and yeah. quite horrified. <laughs> I was like, I That's suspicious. why we <laughs>
0: interview people, so we don't have to be on the receiving end of the whole experience. <laughs>
1: All oh right. all right so did it come back it came back i told you okay so feel free to take this idea i think it's a great idea i think someone should do it <laughs> get a local coffee shop
2: i already love this
1: oh, to the put on their takeout cups poetry
2: yeah there's a uh, i think it's calgary or oh, edmonton should have someone done this already? That, yeah but i not Ottawa. i mean there's room to do it and there's a um a brewery in Calgary or just outside of Calgary that does it on beer cans. Oh, Short stories on beer cans, which I would love to do. If there are any brewers listening, please.
1: Yeah, breweries would work too. Know. Be a little harder, I think, on the cans. Like maybe more expensive to produce it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not though. I have no idea how much these things would cost. But like, I don't feel like happy go to someone like a local chain would be like, oh yeah, we'll print out 5,000 cups with these poems. And the poet would like tell everyone they know because 5,000 people reading your poem is like, you're a superstar as a poet right absolutely that would be amazing it's a good idea it would
0: be cool that's definitely something i would love 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 to do i'm constantly writing about tea so if there are any any you know local cafes that you know sell tea around i i'm sure i have a poem that would there you go Maybe it wouldn't be a PG film though. So you know, <laughs> Probably maybe for the post, for... you know, nine o'clock coffee house
1: or something. <laughs> only only take these takeout cups after nine p.m. There you go. <laughs> okay. uh-huh.
0: Maybe, maybe right. All right.
1: Now, now that you can ask the next question. All Just right, I may I may off.
0: now proceed. I've been given permission by the man in the Pac Man shirt. <laughs> okay. Small Poems for the Masses is a zine that had its first issue, now we know, in September 2018. So now we have the information. There you go. So we couldn't remember. What inspired you to create a zine and how do you decide on themes for each issue?
2: Well, I wanted to uh, do something that was more anthology-like, that collected different poems together that could talk to one another and not just um, a monograph, you know, of of one person's work, but several people coming at same topics from different angles, which I still love doing, doing the small... Poems for the masses is probably my favorite thing to do. When I, you know, look forward to the next month and I see that it's a small poems month, I get really excited. How many have you? How many
0: have come out? Uh, I think we just released volume five. Oh, okay, yeah,
2: which
0: is great. Yeah, I like the idea of poems that talking are that are talking to one another. That's a really good way of looking at an anthology.
2: Yeah, and sometimes it's it's. You know, with larger collections, too, I feel like it can be a house party where,
0: you know, there's little groups
2: of people (laughs) who are hanging out together and (laughs) there's two playing beer pong in the corner and there's somebody crying in the bathroom over heartbreak. You know, it's it's anything can happen and you you never really know how they're going to interact with each other until they're in a
0: room. Yeah. You know, it would be a neat anthology. An mm. anthology. Well, I guess in a way, um, Anne Carson has done this with her own work, uh, with the float, where yes. she has separate little uh, chapbooks or broadsides that are sort of, you know, you can rearrange. But but as an anthology, it would be cool as, as poems on say cards or something like that in a box, like an assembly box. Yeah. Right. And you just basically they can be in any order that you want, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm I'm not keen always on order that's enforced, you know. So yeah. That would be a neat idea. No, I'm not doing that anthology, but... <laughs> Put it into the universe. Someone will maybe, pick it up. Maybe. Uh, for your listeners, uh, wherever you may happen to be, uh, why don't you do an anthology like that? And all these other ideas we've had, too, just, yeah. just in case.
2: Well, that reminds me of something I heard attributed to Alice Munro, and I don't know if it's true. I haven't fact-checked it. But apparent, someone once told me that she said... Um, the way to read a short story is to open it somewhere in the middle and work mm-hmm. your way in one direction or the other. That's beautiful. Which is so That's cool. That's beautiful,
0: yeah. Yeah. Now hey. it makes me want to read Alice Monroe because I've never really been interested in her. But... <laughs> you know, I'm also not very interested in her to be honest it's with you. something about the whole topic She's of, okay. Well, it's a southwestern Ontario... <laughs> oh, she's all right. Sort of she wrote
1: like... about BC as well. Okay. Give oh. her Victoria stories a chance.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. I just... I've never... I I, I haven't tried it hard enough, but people really love her writing. And mm-hmm. so I always think I. Like, but that makes me want to if, if it's true and you know it's not like she Mavis Gallant or something like yes. that because Mavis Gallant I like her work quite a bit and I would read her you know and I believe she would say that
3: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, I don't know anything about Alice Munro.
1: I'll try to find there's a f- couple things of her I've really liked that I've read so you re- I ended recommend? up yeah I'll try to recommend something I ended up reading one of her like collected works that was like 800 pages that ended up being not quite worth the time investment but there is some there's some good stuff in there.
0: I've mm-hmm. got the Penguin anthology. I'm sure she's in that. the The one with the Canadian uh, the short oh, stories. Yeah, she yeah. must be like half of the book. Or yeah, something. yeah. Sure. The rest is Michael Ondaatje or something. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I really like the idea of uh, the poetry house party, but the the poems being in the house party and like yeah. talking to each other in different rooms. There must yeah. be a way to like.
0: Replicate the, that,
1: yeah, in like different ways too, though, of like being able to like they interact in different rooms or different ways, or so like putting them together and seeing mm. what happens. I'm sure, a computer program could do some. Weird oh, totally. Of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, a
0: programmer might be able to. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, well, yes. <laughs>
3: but then that brings
2: us back to tarot too, right? Where if you had mm-hmm. each card had a poem or a part of a poem or a line on it, mm-hmm. which is what we're hoping to do with this project oh, if it gets off the ground, and you you know you lay out a spread and you see what that poem is. That
0: is one poem, and then a different spread would be a different uh, exactly. Oh, I didn't think of it that way, yeah. yeah. And even know, a different thing, because yeah. with tarot there's different ways you can use it. Like you can you can do a whole you know spread, or you can do three cards. Cards for past, present, future. Or exactly. you can do one card for card of the day. Like there's lots of different ways of using, yeah, yeah, yeah. of engaging with it, right? So, huh. very cool idea. Uh,
1: can you talk about some of the chapbooks you have published?
0: Uh,
2: that's a very large question.
1: You could talk about all of them.
2: I could talk about all of them, <laughs> starting from the first chapbook. Oh, I mean, I feel like someone just asked me to name all seven dwarves. You know, I I'm can you talk forget about one.
1: One of the chapbooks you have published.
2: Talk about one of them. <laughs> there you go. A smaller Ooh. thing. Uh,
1: or two.
2: Or two. Oh, pressure. Okay.
1: I'm going to ask you the next question I have, and you can come back to this Yeah, story. let me
2: mull on that for a minute. What
1: excited you about those chapbooks that you published? <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, I think he's leading the witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll talk about... um. Kanika Lawton's I've never said her name out loud before I hope that's right um Monster Girl Theory which is
0: that's that's my favorite in the ones that I got actually
2: yeah Yeah. I love it and I, I love it too she had actually submitted a poem to me before in the previous submission period to this one and it was one of those poems that I really really loved but the way that it was laid out the the paragraph breaks just wouldn't have worked with the small yes perfect thank you
3: I have, it I have brought it, it over
0: me. it's handy yes see, it's pocket size it's always it's
2: always it was, available it's,
0: it's a, a shelf size too i could put it on my shelf which i have it on my shelf as yeah. most books are no on a little top of the shelf oh shelf. i see <laughs> all my little tiny chapbooks I, I love all them. the odds and ends it's such a beautiful little
2: collection of things <laughs> that are hanging out together <laughs> um but yeah no i i had read her previous poem submission and, and really really waffled on it because i loved it but i didn't know how it would work um because it would have had to been split up between the six pages and I couldn't figure out where the splits would be. So I had to say, I'm sorry, but, um, it's just, this poem is not quite right, but please, 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 please send us something else, you know? Um, (laughs) and she did, and it was monster girl theory. And as someone who's an academic and also a poet, it, it just so beautifully wrapped up her personal experience and, um, just these huge vivid emotions um, of love and, and rage and frustration. Um, but also with uh, monster theory, like film theory, because that's what she studies. And I just, I'm so over the moon with it. And um, I had asked her uh, what she envisioned for the layout. And I was already thinking black and white movie images of mm-hmm. old horror movies, Noir, yeah, horror. Um, which I am a huge baby. I can't watch horror at all. So I haven't, I've seen Bride of Frankenstein, but I think that's the only one that's referenced in this. I almost always layout. fall asleep
0: during horror movies. Oh, really? It's so expected to me. Like it's so cliche. Like almost, I'm sorry, horror fans. I just, I just, I know that the main character isn't going to be killed off. Yeah. Or if they are, they'll just, i don't know i i just i've just there have been very few horror movies that have done more than bored me just mm. never i don't get scared by them i just think it's boring i have a lot of friends who love horror so i'm now dead to them <laughs> and they also love Ariel font together <laughs> i've just myself. but yeah i just i just don't i i like i love the art from it and i think like the the quality like the film mm. quality like the the actual filmmaking seems like it's interesting but i just i've never been able to get into it yeah so i want to because i love <laughs> the idea
2: yeah, and I feel the same way where I just, I think there's narratively some interesting tropes and ideas that are in horror, but I just, I'm too easily spooked. I can't handle the it. The
0: other, well, a you had baby. the ghost issue there too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although I've had ghost is- experiences too, so. Oh, there you go. Another... Are
1: you scared of ghosts?
2: Uh, not necessarily.
0: Huh.
2: I mean, it's like, are you scared of people? Like,
0: no, Often, but there are yes, some scary uh... people. In general, yes. Okay, I see
1: what you're saying, but that's not how multi would answer that question. (laughs)
0: There's a whole ghost prejudice issue going on here. (laughs) When you generalize ghosts, ghosts, you generalize. Don't be a ghostist.
1: Uh, I'm gonna come out and say it. I don't believe in ghosts. Um well, that's
0: that's your right. That's your it is prerogative. My right. As a citizen of Canada, <laughs> you do not have to believe in ghosts.
1: So uh, as the last follow-up question to the one I put you on the spot about mm. has anything surprised you about people's reactions to the things that you've published?
2: Uh yeah, I mean people's reaction to the press as a whole and, and all of the the books that I've published, that everyone is just so delighted by them and so interested in them
3: that's and good
0: i was worried for a
2: second
1: and that surprised you
2: oh, of course yeah oh i have huge imposter syndrome in all parts of my life and it's it started as this project that i was like i just like you know cutting and pasting and putting things together and putting poems into the world in my you weird waiting for little to sneaky say, what way what
0: gives you the right to absolutely do this? I totally <laughs> expected
2: that, that was, I, I was, that was braced time. for it I was just waiting for someone yeah, to be like yeah. and who do you think you are to start a press you yeah. know yeah I
0: felt that way a lot actually mm-hmm. start out whatever yeah but you tell that voice just speak with that voice just be quiet I know you don't agree but just wait you'll see
3: yeah
2: <laughs> and I, I I don't know I feel and I've always felt this way it's like as long as I'm making things that I like to make and I find joy in the work. It doesn't really matter to me how they're received, but I've been blown away by how they've been received, which people seem to really, really love them, which is cool because I also really, really love them. So then we immediately have things in common, like a Venn
1: diagram.
0: Oh, back to the Venn diagram. I feel like this is an important part of the, (laughs) apparently where
1: your your zine is the thing in the (laughs) overlapping thing between the Venn diagrams. Yeah, or The Venns, the Venns? No, no, the circles.
2: The spheres. Is then a person? Then I believe it is. It's capitalized. So yeah. they must be a person?
0: <laughs> Things I've never thought about before. These and
1: other interesting questions
0: yeah. will be not be answered on this podcast at this time <laughs> or any other time. Please consult Wikipedia <laughs> or some other source that you believe in or not. Okay. What the are, idea of someone believing in Wikipedia? I, I believe in Wikipedia. <laughs> the Church of Wikipedia. The Church of Wikipedia.
1: Can Oof. you pass me the thing yeah. before you, uh, as you ask the next question?
0: He meant the cha- the the chapbook, by the way. For those, not well, I don't know if the...
1: I call it a chapbook or a chap. What you've been calling I call it, it? A, a zine, microchap. A, a microchap. It Micro we People can't hear my unfolding. <laughs> we're, so. we're if you it. hold it
2: up to the mic, it's it becomes an ASMR experience. Wow. <laughs> What does
3: ASMR
0: stand for? I
2: actually
1: have no idea. Oh, oh, I looked this up recently, uh, but it's, I forgot. It's like VR? It stands something? for something. It's like an acronym. Oh, no
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes an ASMR Like what? <laughs> That's why she spelled it out, because yeah. it's an initialism, yes. not an yeah. acronym.
3: Initialism? You know the difference between the two? No. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> an acronym is something you can pronounce. And initialism is something oh, you can just say
3: ASMR. No. Yes,
0: it is.
2: I love this. I'm so mm-hmm. in love with this. But you can, you can
1: pronounce anything. You just like,
2: well, if you try hard, as ASMR, a word. But no one's going to call it asthma. I will know
1: Asthma. There you go. Asmur. Done. Now it's an acronym. Now it's an
0: acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Point ma- well made. This is what happens when Aaron brings over a lag of wool There you go. All right. So, which we're still hoping will sponsor us. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Number 10. <laughs> what are some of the challenges that you face as a small press? publisher and a micro press publisher
2: well the nice thing about the chaps being so small um is that they don't take up a lot of room which i know is something that you struggled with with yeah, angel house and yes and by words and by words yes yeah it's, it's storage can be an issue but they these books basically fit in you know i have three shoe boxes in my closet and it
0: can do you help there, Erin?
1: No, no, I've figured it out. It's a it, piece of paper, but it's folded up. Yeah.
0: Have yeah. you never seen that method of creating a? zine? Uh, uh, you've seen that. Before, I think right? I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you for you sure. can do that. I do. I make these myself. A little, like not as well as that, but I. I'd I'm
1: just it. not very spatially gifted, so I'm always very confused <laughs> when I. am Interested on counter. how it comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, me it neither.
0: took me a really long time to figure it out.
1: How to fold it. Maps yeah. are really
0: hard to f- unfold. Figure out how to fold back. Yeah. Right? The old-fashioned, you know, paper map. Yeah. So okay, challenges. Oh yeah. 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 So that. space is,
2: is not a challenge for me, but I know it is a challenge for right. a lot of um you know, larger scale small press publishers. Uh but just time I feel is is a huge yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: problem finding finding time to do it. I have a tendency to overcommit myself to things.
3: Yeah.
2: Um there's always something that's sliding off the plate. Uh there's been a couple of months where yeah, Aaron <laughs> can't figure it out. You had it.
1: I know. <laughs> If you just take it back i'm distracting both <laughs> it's hilarious
0: for the whole podcast <laughs> like she's been spinner. trying to fold it <laughs> there you go you did it so Look easily well, she oh, does these a lot practice how many how many uh, copies uh, do you make of what, 100 uh of that one yes yeah i now he's
2: answering for well, us because
1: <laughs> well, i just saw i was like you what's 27 out of 100 back? mean yeah. yeah
2: it's hand it's hand-numbered. you've never seen that on a no i i before? have yes I have limited super, yeah. yes, do limited. you know what a book is <laughs> poor Aaron. a numeral <laughs> sorry, so sorry.
1: There's like four things too I didn't know I've never heard of before that we've talked about in this podcast. It's like <laughs> And me it's ASMR
0: or asthma apparently as we Asmer. the friendly ghost, apparently. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yes, your your challenges. Yes, the
2: challenges. So, time. so just time.
0: Yeah. Um there's
2: been months where I you know, I have a list of subscribers through Patreon that I okay, send things yeah. to every month and they're extremely patient, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um about half of them I know personally and half of them are complete strangers. Mm. Um all over the world which is wild to me um but they're incredibly patient on on months where things get delayed or sometimes there'll be you know i'll I'll bundle things together so you'll get two months in one month instead um but just yeah carving out actual solid time to work on it is is difficult especially because it feels like I'm cheating because I like doing it so much so it feels (laughs) like
0: you should hate what you do exactly (laughs) it's not work you know it's fun so I don't have time for fun I only have time for work yeah you know well especially working on a PhD at the same time I mean that's that's a guilt fest like par excellence right yeah oh boy (laughs) it's okay you can do all those things do everything yes
1: who are some other small press creators who have inspired you if any
2: Ooh! say um, none none at all none <laughs> nobody inspires me oh i'm so terrible with names i'm trying to remember the
0: uh i sp- blasted tree yeah oh yeah Blast, uh, Kyle Flemer. oh or my god Fleming. everything flemmer. flemmer oh sorry kyle he published one of my chapbooks too i'm t- <laughs> bad with names too <laughs> i think it's flemmer it's
1: from the they're from the prairies right? yeah
0: i think
2: alberta yeah. i want to say yeah
0: i'm pretty sure but yeah, I love everything
2: they produce. I'm always agog. Uh, it's just the formats that get played with with their chapbooks and their projects is mm-hmm. just so cool to me.
0: Yeah, and he did a great job on my on my uh, little uh, Vispo Bible chapbook, the Book yeah? of John. Yeah, it's in it's it's little and it's black, so it's it's really it's quite with gold. Oh, I right? think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I might have. I, I don't think I have any more copies of it now. But yeah, it's it's quite nice. A quite nice little. Mm-hmm. And I have a number of other publications from the Blasted Tree as well. I like that. I like I like the Blasted Trees work. As well. Oh, quite a, quite a lot. Yeah. No, I love 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 the stuff they do. Do you know uh, Michael Castile's The Puddles of Sky Press? Another one who yes. does small. because well, small press fair, another mm-hmm. one who does the small, does the nice. And small they do the ones. postcards. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Postcards, all kinds of, uh, um, really cool. A lot of stamps and things mm-hmm. like that too, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah
2: basically anyone who's who's putting poems outside of a book or is changing what a book can look like it just instantly has my attention hmm. and generally my admiration and my jealousy also
0: yeah
3: je- <laughs> yeah, yeah i know i always
0: when sometimes i see a form that i hadn't thought to do myself and i immediately want to do it but mm-hmm. you can do it you, you don't one thing about that sort of thing like you you don't have to say oh this is only something only that person can do because if it's uh Mm -hmm. you know it's just a form you can do it too you can give them credit but you don't have to feel like you're encroaching i don't think if you you want to try it yourself
2: yeah i mean imitation is the sincerest form of flattery it's something that i say i just you know obviously don't plagiarize or no like not content but but it's
0: it's, like a form like for instance like this form for instance doing this the style of chapbook where you you take a, a piece of paper and you cut it in this spot and then you can just fold it as one sheet. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen many, many like we used to have the Ottawa Off, right? Uh, yeah. Here, that was, I don't know if you, that was before you Before my on. time, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah the JM Franchetot and, and I can't remember the name of the other organizer because I didn't know them. But um, yeah, they organized the Off a couple of times at Pressed and they yeah. also did it in Toronto as well. And yeah, and that's where I learned about, he, he, he posted something on uh, his Facebook page or on the Off page, I guess, mm-hmm. about these and since then i've been doing these all the time i'll do like limited 26 copies of something and yeah. just hand them out and just you know around town and stuff like that so oh yeah, it's it's really it's a great format yeah. yeah okay the next question then can you talk about your dream projects oh you did a little bit with the tarot yes
2: so- i think that's the big dream right now is, is if that dreams? can happen <laughs> I, I don't know it's hard because there are so many things that I would love to do and I tell this to my partner all the time I's like if I could just work at this full time mm-hmm. I could do so much cool stuff and I would love to do that and I just don't have the time or the resources to do it um, yeah with the socks we ran a Kickstarter so that they were
0: they're great those
2: socks they're so I love them which is I feel narcissistic saying because I Designed them and the I ideas. picked the poem yeah. and I, you know, put them on the socks. And but I also, you know, I was the one dealing with the graphic designer who was assigned to me through this manufacturing company who is terrible.
0: Um, <laughs> so just the manufacturer listening, at... awful,
2: just horrible process. I would like ask him to do like make three changes and he would have to do one. It was like, okay, well, can you finish that? And then also the other oh two that gosh. I asked you about, it's not no. hard, it's just black text on white socks. It should not be hard. <laughs> and here we are.
0: Um, I wore those socks to the Johnny Love Poetry Award, and people were going crazy. It was like they loved them so bad, and they wanted like if 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 they were for sale that night. They would have sold out right then. Yeah. people just adored them. Like it was really great. You
1: should have Dessa's business cards on. Yeah, no, I, I, I should give you a stack. If though. I knew <laughs> they and,
0: and they did. I have to admit that I didn't. I didn't pay attention to any washing. So they, they shrunk, but they didn't shrink that much. They just shrunk a little bit. Like I thought mm. that was worse. But so so they're like knee high on me basically mm. at first, but then they got a little bit smaller. But they're still fine. I'm, I I promised to wear them to the gym sometime, and uh, <laughs> that will cause a sensation. I think you know, along with my I am full of anxiety, lucky little queer shirt that I wear. I think-
1: I think the uh, John Newlove poetry audience might be more receptive to the poetry socks than the gym audience, May- but they, don't know. maybe not. Who's I Who's
0: to know? say? I don't know.
2: I... Having
1: gone to both environments. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I seem to attract people who are interested in poetry wherever I go. I okay. find like, mm-hmm. like there's something about like I was just talking to a woman at, at my um I go to the Carlton uh, athletics uh, like fitness mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. and um I was talking to a woman in my um in my Tai Chi class I guess afterward and she was a graduate of Carlton's English program mm-hmm. and had um done communications on the hill and cool. worked with the poet i knew and stuff like that so i, I find i sort of i seem to somehow meet them because i'm slow. usually i'm usually taught because people say what do you do and i have to answer that i write poetry you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah. embarrassing but i have to answer that question. <laughs> yeah so you're just a little poet magnet i love it i feel like that is the truth but yeah Yeah. so dream projects the tarot the tarot card and maybe maybe another thing like the socks or something yeah i would love to do with a different manufacturer yeah absolutely with a different manufacturer
2: i would love to do t-shirts but i don't know what um there are other you know broadsides or unconventional broadsides that i would love to do you were talking about tea earlier and i was really last year trying to figure out a way to put poems on tea bag tags yeah
0: I've seen that actually um her name is um it was a visual poetry project from, from like more than a decade ago oh crack why am I forgetting her name here um Alison's. Anyway, it was Tazio Mancy. was the name of the, like tea, like tea reading, cool. you know. Yeah. So and she, she, I could send the, look like, these beautiful photos of china cups with a little uh, poem on a, on a tea tag. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, I I love that idea too, and you could do all kinds of cool installation stuff with that as well. Absolutely, right? yeah. Yes, yeah, lovely idea.
2: Yeah, I I yeah, and um, my partner and I are both uh, Dungeons and Dragons players. Oh, there we go. And he was talking <laughs> to me the other day about how he wants to get into resin casting for dice. So you can build a form and then you, you know, build a form around it. I don't know any of these technical terms, but then you pour in the resin and then you Mm. crack it out and polish it and you have dice or whatever you want to do. There's all kinds of Instagram people who do this for, they make coasters or what have you out of these beautiful, vibrant resin colors. And I started thinking about, okay, what if you made a die, but instead of numbers on each side, especially if it was, like, a 20-sided die, it was a word. You know, yeah. you could yeah. roll it, and what would that look like? And I was like, oh, we could, you know, 3D print it and then do the casting on that and then the resin. And the... But... A lot of
0: very material things, eh? Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of paper, basically, mm-hmm. or, or even the digital format, yeah. It sounds like Yeah, I feel like there
2: are a lot of... There are mags that are doing digital poetry really really well I think there are so many cool things you can do with digital poetry but I don't have the coding background to make the internet do what I want in that way like I can design a website no problem I can run an Etsy shop no problem but when it comes to actually making a poem come alive and do an interesting thing I am so much more comfortable with the tactile physical form and I think that's really interesting too we've you know going back to the first or second question that you asked me about Physicality, I think we've lost touch with that a little bit and we take yep. digital for granted as the better option or the stronger or more resilient option. It's more
0: does. like, it's, it feels like a more common option now, certainly. Yeah. 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 It's, it's omnipresent. I learned a word um, that I didn't know. It was just, there's so many that I don't know. But uh, at the, there was a Canada Concrete Conference a few years mm. ago at Ottawa U, which was really wonderful. Uh, organized by Robert Stacey and Claire Farley and a few other great people. And um, it was the word haptic.
3: Mm. And that is
0: the word for materiality. And sort of they talk about even that in the case of digital, like how is how can it be haptic? How can it be mm-hmm. sort of tactile? It probably means a lot of things that I'm not, I don't know, but that was the part that I...
1: I've heard the word before and i didn't know yeah. it meant that
0: yeah well that's what they in that in that context, context that's what it meant okay. maybe it means things also elsewhere
2: no i've heard it used in uh in a vr context that where that's your, your yeah. physical feedback so if you had haptic gloves they would okay, give you little yeah. vibrations that makes sense. That makes or even like yeah. the new iphone the button is not a button but it vibrates when you touch it so it feels like you're clicking it that's yeah. A, yeah. so that's, a that's a kind of
0: becoming a concern for the digital mm-hmm. world too like that you want it to be more more tactile in a way more material yeah so yeah i I, that makes sense to me
1: and our last formal question how do you find publishing others inspires your own writing or does it
0: i love these sort of negative
2: (laughs) (laughs) ominous tones or does it um i feel like i write less, but I write better, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, it makes complete sense, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I have less time to do it because I'm not just focusing on my own work, but the work of others. Um, but I think it's clarified for me, you know, reading, even just reading the slush pile, and this is true of any magazine or literary yeah. journal. I mean, you don't have to run a press to read a slush pile. But just seeing what other people are writing and what other people are submitting is such an amazing blessing I don't want to sound you know too sentimental but it's it's just very very cool to see the variety of work that's being produced and it really cements for me I mean I'm going to read a poem and say okay well this is about you know xyz how would I would not have done it this way yeah but why is that yeah you know do I like this way better do I think that I could have done it better probably not (laughs) you know um but how would i have approached it differently and produced something different even if we were approaching the same themes or the same forms it's it's just very cool to see consistently what other people think and how they think and how they create out of that thinking
1: i was so much more cynical when i was reading submissions for magazines over the years and that i got almost the opposite viewpoint of like I was learning of things I didn't like and didn't want to do and I see it in my own work and make sure I like wouldn't do it anymore because I would encounter it and it was like, oh, I don't like this. I I (laughs) did both of that. Like
0: with ByWords, (laughs) when I first started, when we first started um, ByWords.ca in 2003, I was really early on, even as an editor, as even sharing my own work, Mm. having my own work published and um, I saw stuff. With other people's work that I had also been doing and I realized what was wrong, like that it was why it was a problem. Mm. But I hadn't realized it in my own work. So it gave Mm -hmm. me the objective distance to see. But I also saw some other and I've seen some other poems that I really wish that I'd written. Like they're just so exactly the way I wish I could have phrased something. It's like, no, I didn't think of that, but that's really smart. And I worry sometimes I worry a little bit about that because I don't wanna that I can just sort of accidentally, you know. Mm -hmm. so, So if anyone sees their own work. In my, if I plagiarize, you know, just tell me and I'll give you all my royalties. <laughs> but uh, or in all the credit, I promise you'll have all the credit. But yeah, so but I mean the the tricky the, the great thing for me was the objective distance that looking at someone mm-hmm. else's work, especially because with ByWords 2, we're also looking at poems anonymous like we're not seeing the name of the person mm-hmm. or their so that's great too that, uh, you know I can't submit my own work for ByWords. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. um, just To finish up, are you working on any writing projects or anything that you've written recently or anything that, you know, interests you in, in your in writing that you want to talk about?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I've been working on a collaborative project uh, apart from the Tarot Deck with my friend Katie for a long time where we have a Google Doc and we write poems back and forth. Oh yeah, And the next poem pulls the title from the previous poem so it's always really interesting to see what line like i'll write some lines be like this would be a great title you know and then she'll pull something totally different totally different or totally i was like well that's your that's your choice but that's what stuck with her and then it sort of grows on itself that's a great idea
0: actually i like that
2: i love doing it it's it's really really fun um creative space
0: what about because uh, uh, right, so I, I'm assuming you you'll likely at the Ottawa Small Press fair, Book Fair in the in June all being well. But are there other fairs that you go to? I actually won't be at the one in June oh, there you go. because wrong I, assumption.
2: I know. Well, I, I'm actually at another fair that day, which oh, is the which is... Magical Girl Market is at the Shaw Centre, I think. Okay. Uh, so it's not a like a small press fair, but it's a little bit broader. So that should be interesting. I Mm -hmm. haven't done it before, so I'm interested to see what the crowd's like. Yeah, Um, I'm really sad to be missing the small press fair. I didn't realize it was the same day and I probably would have just...
1: (laughs) What did you say you were going to?
0: The Magical Girl Market.
1: The Magical Girl Girl Market. Yes. Yes. (laughs)
0: That's a nice nice name.
2: Could you
1: just summarize it in like a sentence or two?
2: Uh, From what I understand, it's a term that comes from anime and manga of just... um, girlhood and girlishness and, uh, like feminists being, uh, celebrated and upheld and just like pushed to 11. So that's when you see, you know, um, hello kitty, everything for instance, or, mm-hmm. um, that can also look like pushing further into, um, you know, astrology or tarot or something like that of just things that girls and women have been, um, criticized for or laughed at for or like you know pumpkin spice lattes of just like well girls like something and therefore it's bad right, but just right, like right. saying oh girls like it let's go there's a bunch of us right that's you know, great Yeah, it's
1: like a f- same kind of like a fair set up like booths yeah so there's thing? vendors oh, and that's okay. fun
0: yeah artists and I'll have to put the, up the link up if I, I'll find it yeah and put yeah up link. that sounds great no it should be good I'm really excited yeah, about it yeah, good stuff and of course we're gonna we'll put the link up to Desa's site and also to post ghostpress.com and other links if if I manage to remember to put them up. And I guess uh, anything else that you want to uh, think about, talk about? I don't think so. I think this was a wonderful little conversation. This was just such a nice time. Lots of fun. We always have a good time. It's been fun having you, as always. And uh, thanks Erin for the Lagavulin taste. That's been lovely. You're welcome. All right. And uh, (laughs) well, thank you everyone for listening and we will uh, see you next time or we won't see you. You'll hear us and we won't see you or hear you uh, (laughs) on the next episode of the Small Machine Talks.
1: Bye. Bye. Small Machine Talks with Amanda Earle
0: and
3: A.M. Kozak.